When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Be Blaney now as a strike. Oh, yeah, my he's got it in the top corner. Oh, no, oh my good God, what a goal! With Shane Blaney, three minutes on the clock. What a strike! And Shane Blaney, 35 yards out. Ball into the top right corner. I can't believe my eyes. Sligo Rovers one, Motherwell nil. The minute, the minute the ball left his foot, you could see it was going in the top corner. The keeper was nowhere near it. It was absolutely perfect. Oh my word, Sean Connor. I've never seen the likes of that in the showgrounds. A goal to live up to the atmosphere. Shane Blaney, what a strike. Sligo Rovers won. Motherwell nil. 2 nil Rovers on aggregate. Well, as I said, the first 15 minutes here were going to be massive. And Sligo have now just given themselves a massive leg up into the next round here. Absolutely massive. Harold as well to get there. Launched the forward for effort, who's been under pressure from Luce Banks. Carroll in the middle of Van Veen, hacked away by Nando Pinacker. And Aidan Keena, a piece of a ball to slide in, Max Mata. Max Mata in the back, gets a strike away. Yeah! He's got it. Max Mata yes! has scored. Slagger over his two. What a goal. What a goal. 3 0 on aggregate. We're going to Norway. Magnificent. Keena. Listen to the crowd here, Sean. Listen to the crowd in the showgrounds. Listen to what it means to Sligo Town. Max Mata, Liam Kelly, the, the Motherwell keeper, has his head in his hands. He can't believe it. Graham Alexander can't believe it. Motherwell can't believe it. Sligo Rovers can't believe it. They're going to the next round of the UEFA Europa Conference League. The goal was set up by the best player in the pitch, Aidan Keena. His through ball was magnificent. And Mata was cool and calm. And what a finish. An unbelievable ball from that man, Aidan Keena, to release his strike partner, Max Mata, who was the only man up. Fired it beyond Liam Kelly. 2-0 on the night. 3-0 on aggregate. Sligo Rovers are going to the next round. He does. He cuts it. Sean Fox. Sean Fox. Shaggy McGuinness. Oh, Sam Mushy points it. Cold. It's in a call. Of cool points it. Sean McGuinness. Well, never hear of his doing. To get land. Sean is pushing the camera. It is in charge of showground. And there's a pinching rock sticker. Send the command, Sarah Kiernan. Sarah Kiernan and he'll touch the North Ruth Monaghan. A Gertie of Sikade Land. Send the command. Send the command. Send the command. On pass, but it's Kippy Hunkeen. Emma Doherty. Consessor Charlie Emma Doherty. Touch. Sean Fox will pour around. Kippy Shinbot. Oh! And Connie Dolan. Oh! 
Sean Fox på Tossara att vi har öppnat det med när Carlsen stoppar. Carnation, Mark Hull, Gintop och Emma Darcy. Ni leder en dagsvision. August, Seawaldor, en löp på Hacken, Session, Charlie, Emma Darcy, Emma Darcy, Vi håller Welcome along to episode number 71 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan here again with you this week, and this week I am delighted to be joined by Donald Kelly. Donald, how are you? Ronan, tip top. Thanks very much. Shane McGovern, Shane, how are you? I'm, 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 I'm good, Ronan, Jerry. I'm good. And Jerry O'Connor, Jerry, how are you? I'm up and down, Ronan. A bit like the team, huh? <laughs> so this week we will look back on an eventful week. We will look back on last Thursday's win over Motherwell as well as the Cup defeat to Wexford on Sunday. We will talk about the senior women's team who recorded a historic victory on Saturday, defeating reigning champion Shelburne in the Women's National League. And as well as that, we will talk about issues that have arisen in the last week, including tickets to the Viking home game at the showgrounds. And as well as that, we will have a case of the White Hag beer to give away from the game on Thursday evening. So, Donald, first of all, I suppose, go back to last Thursday. Uh, it was an unbelievable evening at the showgrounds. It, run, it, was, it was up there, easy, comfortably up there with the winning the league uh, against Pats. It was just, uh, it was an amazing night, amazing atmosphere. Uh, amazing performance and just such such a special occasion to be there to be to witness it and to experience it was uh, something that I that will stay with me for for a long long time anyway it was brilliant absolutely fantastic and Magoo from I suppose the first minute we could see that straight away the players were on it and that the free kick was three minutes into the game yeah so it was it was. Like an event more than a game of football, it was just such an occasion, special occasion for everybody and uh, involved with the club and the town itself. Like the atmosphere around town all day and everything was just unreal. And then four minutes in, then like the goal was like something special as well. Like you'll be hard pressed to think of a better goal in the showgrounds, especially in such an important fixture. Like it could not hit that any better. It was unreal, and then. Like, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing to put at that time because all sorts of stuff goes through your head then for the rest of the thing, what's going to happen? And But, like, really, like, we, I know it was it was hard watched and understand, but, like, in fairness, the players had everything under control in the pitch, I'd say, because we never really looked troubled, to be honest. So, you know, they had a couple of moments, as you'd expect, in any game of football. But for a game of that magnitude, for what was under pressure, like, I thought our fellas were unreal to a man and handled it the whole game superbly and the whole occasion and like and then to, to, to kill it off then like you couldn't wait for the referee to go to whistle and then once Matt scored I wanted him to play another 20 minutes so we could enjoy it 
but it was just unreal. And like I can't I can't stress enough how happy I was for days afterwards. It was just brilliant. And Jerry. Yeah, I suppose if look if um as a fan, if you're going to script the day uh and write about it, that's exactly the way you would have liked it to, to pan out. Uh, it was a beautiful day, great atmosphere around town. Everybody was buzzing. Um, it was like, I don't know, like something you'd see at a European Championship or something like that, the kind of buzz that was around town. And it was very reminiscent of um, of uh, when we won the league against Pats in 2012. And I suppose if John Russell would sit down and, and write the script as well, uh, that's exactly how he would have how he would have liked it to play out. And I think he got the tactics absolutely 110% bang on. Everything, you know, from start to finish went exactly the way I'm sure he wanted it to go. Um, and fairness, take, have to take her hat off to him. Um, look, Motherwell had a couple... I think we looked pretty comfortable throughout, to be fair. Uh, for such a big game, Norm, like him, I, I, I would have thought I would have been a lot more nervous than I probably was even though I looked like a nervous wreck, but, um, you know, they had a couple of chances, but nothing, nothing major, a couple of balls to flash across the box, you know, so um, I think the game plan just worked a treat. And Donald, Jerry mentioned there about the game plan and like, how how important is it that, I suppose we saw it there in the Motherwell game that the players are bang up for and tactics are spot on game in every game? Well, I just the I suppose the goal maybe settled us. Uh, the goal theory settled us, and I thought maybe for half an hour after that, like they did Motherwell. I thought they, I felt they did dominate possession and they had a lot of the ball, but everything was in front of us. Like there were maybe a few shots from outside the box and that kind of thing, but nothing really too incisive or nothing that really kind of would have made me panic anyway. As you say. Game plan absolutely to a T. Got his, John Russell got it one hundred and ten percent. Substitutions as well were excellent too. I thought um, Barrow when he came on, he 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 made a good positive impact as well. And um, uh, even Nando when he came on as well, I think he was involved in the in set goal. He won the ball and gave it to Keenan for the second goal. So yeah, I was just looking at all around the flawless performance, absolutely flawless performance, and uh, something to be very very proud of. I watched the. Um... The Motherwell highlights back that the, the highlights package that they put together, and um, every single chance that they had in the highlights package was either from a free kick, say 40, 50 yards from goal, and they just launched it into the box. Uh, and that's just all like they were very, very direct, they had no ideas about them at all. And um, they never once really they never once got in behind us, um, like. Neither of their wingers ever got to the, the end line and whipped the ball in. They actually made it quite easy for us to 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 defend against. Um, and I just thought they were. I didn't realize how one dimensional they actually were until I went back and looked at the highlights. It was just rinse and repeat the whole time, and it was just suited us down to the ground. I think they came with the same kind of mentality that Bala did in the second game against us. You know, kind of tried to be physical and direct. I think we were a lot more prepared for it this time than uh, than what we were against Bala. So it's great to see that we learned a lot from the Bala game. And uh, yeah, and I think again, no more than Bala, I think we would have learned a lot from Motherwell. And the one thing I would say 
I suppose going into the, the ties against Viking, um, I don't think that they are any way better than Motherwell. But the one thing I would like to, I, I think the one thing that uh, we probably not even add to it, but like what we need to keep doing, like we were against Motherwell, was just that menta- that strong mentality. Um, I know we've played a few games, and you know, I just hope that we kind of put that to a side, be strong mentally. And not kind of, I suppose, dwell on the the physicality or the maybe a little bit of fatigue. I think it's another massive, massive chance for the players to write their names in history. Um, look at the reaction that they got after beating Motherwell. The whole country, the whole UK and Ireland, were talking about them. And I think this is another opportunity to go that step beyond when nobody expects us expects it of us. But I think it'll come down to mentality, and I think we'll be well able for Viking um, come Thursday night. We just need to do the same thing again. I think I think um yeah, I think mentality wise we'll be fine. I think we'll be we showed against Motherwell. I think the difference between the Motherwell and the Ballet game was probably at home to the Ballet, we probably were going out with the mentality that we're gonna have the ball, we're gonna control possession, we're gonna have to move them around quick. We we thought it was gonna be a game of football and it ended up they brought it down to a battle and we weren't ready for it. Whereas we knew with Motherwell come we were gonna have to battle, we're gonna have to be ready for the scrap. And every one of them was up for it. And I think they're gonna be, they'll be the same they'll go out with the same mentality on, on Thursday I would imagine the Viking with the league they're in normal stuff will probably be a physical team they'll probably be a tough big physical team and they're halfway through their season as well aren't they yeah. they're yeah. near the end of it or whatever so we won't have that advantage over them either so I think it's going to be it'll be I'd say it'll be a tougher battle than Motherwell I've seen on Twitter somewhere that's saying that if Motherwell had gone through they would have been favourites over Viking and it probably would have because they're a bigger they're a bigger name a bigger club from so I suppose it's a bigger league but I personally think this will probably be a tougher game for our fellas but that's not to say we don't have a chance I think we definitely do have a chance I think if we keep it as tight and defend like we did in the two games against Motherwell as you said Jerry they didn't we made them look very limited they didn't they got behind us once I think in the two games and that was after about 20 minutes of the first leg and after that, they didn't get in around the back of us at all. I think the shift that like the defence has been outstanding in both games, uh, and the fullbacks out, but the shift two lads and the wings put in as well in both games has been unreal. The amount of work they've got through, and the boys in midfield, the grafting and and the work, and not only the tackling, like but the closing down of spaces and filling in the holes and being aware of of where the danger is and sitting and blocking off passes into the front man and all that kind of stuff, just like mentally. And physically, just been brilliant the last two two games. So, if they bring that in, I think we a hundred percent have a chance. Uh, we didn't see ourselves as uh, for like starts, I suppose, to to go through. And again, I suppose it's obviously something in in the psyche, like Rovers, for if you go in as an underdog, you seem to have a better chance than what you have if you go in as a favorite because. Uh, as we've seen against Ballatown, against UCD, against Wexford uh, the other night, going into those games as favourites, it's certainly it's not uh, it, it's it's not a tag we were well really I don't think, but um, no like the players just rose to the occasion like as Magoo said they're all over Sky News they're all over national media they've they've done the League of Ireland a massive uh, they give they've given a lot of pride to the league. And a lot of praise to people of Sligo. So anything that they can achieve 
in Europe after this is going to just it's just going to be a, an even bigger bonus than, than what we've had already. So we'll move on now, lads, to the cup game against Wexford on Sunday. Um, when one nil up, Aidan Keane a penalty, but unfortunately, Magoo out the cup for the early round for the second successive year. Yeah, it's it's so disappointing. Like it's it's like the game itself was disappointing, but it's just it's the ramifications of it, which is like when you see what's been around the club and the, the feel good factor and what's happened the last couple of weeks in Europe. Like it's it's an avenue for Europe gone, and it's all it also brings up the you know like the UCD game that we. After, like, I know there's the, the, the European hangover is real and stuff like that, but we really can't have too much excuse because we've been at home both games. Do you know, we've been at home on the third tonight and we've had to play into Sunday. Like, we really should have been against two teams we'd be expecting to beat. Them. Like, so it's, it's yes, there'll be tired minds and tired legs, and you're it's a big come down after such a big game and stuff like that. But we should be having enough to put these things away. And now you're going to be leading into where there's no, there's no game's been called off now whether we're away in Europe or not forever long more we're going on it and we'll have important league games coming up now like so now we have to you know put the balance of of the European games and the league games because like when you see all this went on the last couple of weeks and the euphoria and how it's brought everybody together and all that kind of stuff we have to be back in Europe next year like we just have to be like it's it's been such an unreal experience for every everybody that's and that's so disappointing just to have that one of them avenues closed off now for another year. It really was disappointing. Like, oh, like you give us a performance, like it was, you know, it was, it was lackluster and slow and pedestrian from the start. No urgency, all them words you can use. Like, but, you know, we, we should be having enough to beat, to beat Mike's for Dukes. Like, it's not no disrespect to them, but no matter who we pull out or what team we pick, I see people on saying, oh, Russell picked the wrong team and this, that, and the other. He's a squad of 20 players. Like any of them 20 players that are picked should be good enough to beat Wexford Chutes. It's just as simple as that. Like, so you can't say the wrong team was picked. It was just, we didn't, we didn't just do enough to win the game. We didn't close out the game once we went one up. We, we struggled to get one up. And then we didn't, we should have been professional enough and had enough nous and experience to close out the game once we were one up. But we didn't. We didn't do the simple things and we didn't do the professional things. And we got caught. Yes, they were especially the second goal that they got was, was a shitty goal and you know a mistake that would nine times out of ten never happens on a cross like that and then we don't know what happens in extra time or whatever but um, it's uh, it's just if we had even be at 80% we would have put them away and we weren't so disappointed that really that was the real thing that killed me was just thinking about how but have not been in Europe next year. Like it was a real chance there. I thought the cup, real chance. Well, look, we should be. Um, to be honest, it's a, uh, it's almost an, an unforgivable uh, defeat. To be honest, uh, people said Wexford were good and Wexford deserved to win the game. Did the fuck? They were useless. Um, the only way they were ever going to win the game is by us gifting them chances and gifting them goals, and that's exactly what we done. Um, I, I still can't get my head around how how we we how we lost it, and as McGill was saying there, pick eleven from the twenty players that we have should be more than good enough, uh, to to win that game. Um, 
And I again, look, I suppose the only thing you can take a positive from is that, you know, and this is picking its short straws or slim, whatever, um, is that, you know, you're, you score eight, you're struggling throughout the game, you score in the 88th minute, you be professional you see at the game. You, ma- you Game management. Jesus Christ, like, you know, these fellas are playing football long enough to realise that, right, 10 minutes to go, we're after scoring, pretty fortunate to get to go to see at the game for fuck's sake. It's not that hard. I, I thought, Jerry, though, I thought the substitutions actually killed us uh, being honest with you in the game. Like, they had, I thought, they didn't create much. I, I felt that they didn't create much. I thought we were, even though we were going up, we weren't playing great. I thought we were still comfortable enough. But the substitutions, they just, I don't know, they, they, they seemed to kill us all together in that game. So, you know, uh, it's hard to know. You, you they were unnecessary, weren't they? they were, they were, I felt they were unnecessary. Like, yes, and, but having said that, I can understand why they were made, but you see, look, at those experienced guys, you can see where he bought them on the pitch, but they just, they didn't, they didn't help us. And uh, unfortunately, like, we did pay the price in the end. The, in fairness, I, I'd say one positive thing to take out of the game was Ian Clancy's performance. I thought he was fantastic. Um, like, then why was he taken off like as you said that's the question I don't know was he taken yeah. off because uh, uh, Denny Corker was coming on maybe I don't know um, but I talked I talked Nancy was fantastic I know Barrow did well as well I suppose but um, other than that it's hard to take any positives out of the game really to be fair oh, there's no positives to take no positives to take when, when you go out of the cup there's no it doesn't matter how well you play you're out so yeah. you know play back. Shinner Play Shinner, play well. If you're not in the half for the next round, there's no fucking positive. So yeah. that's that's sad, and it's just disappointing. Like it's just as I say already, like another an avenue for Europe gone. But we need to start out this European hangover crack because we have a huge game on Sunday against Bowes, and like we can't afford now to, especially when you see the cup draw today, uh, with with uh, like Pats are already out, of, Pats are out of the cup already, so. That's got and Shams are a way to draw that. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for them. That's going to be a tough one for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Shams will draw and Derry of Cork. Like, there's two tough games. Like, yeah. it's not it's no guarantee that one of the top three this year is going to win the league. Like, or win the cup. So, oh, it's annoying me. It's, it's annoying me. Yeah, it's going to be tight. It was so deflating after a couple of weeks. Like, because it was such a. We were saying that it was um the last couple of weeks were so. You for everything, every couple of days, every couple of hours, nearly on your phone. It was just good news after good news. You were looking at videos of Bala, and you were looking at lads videos of you know. It was it was what was what was Balax hashtag Balax and hashtag Well Mother all over Twitter. Like and it was just brilliant. All these videos and the trip to Bala and the trip to Motherwell and the the home legs obviously and the the getting the game at home to. New signings, extended contracts. Every just day it was good news for good news, more good news, more good news. Constant good news coming to the club. It just felt unreal for a couple of weeks following the club. It was such a special couple of weeks. And then it just feels a bit. And I know it's wrong because we're in the middle of it. We still have a huge game, a huge European tie coming up and everything. It just felt a wee bit deflating on, on Sunday evening after that. Like. The, the one the one but, thing I say to you, though, is like if you say it Thursday morning, right? If you were offered the choice of beating uh, Motherwell 2 0 at home, the way we bet them, right? And getting knocked out of the cup, or getting knocked out, getting beat by Motherwell 2 0, 
and and beaten uh, beaten Wexford in the cup. Like, what would you have chosen? Ridiculous question, Donald. Eh? I know that, but I still would. <laughs> I, I still would have taken Beaton Motherwell. That's like, all right. Yeah. But we're in so, it to win it. We're not into you know. No, it's not I, I, I understand choice. that, like, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But I suppose look the the one thing. What's the what's the common denominator? Um, with these say defeats versus Bala versus uh, Wexford versus UCD, there are teams that we're expected to beat, isn't it? My yeah. polo shirt. What? <laughs> my my polo shirt. Your polo shirt, yeah, that red polo shirt. No, Is it Max Mada? It, it, you mean the system? Yeah, yeah, it could be like it could be like. Especially teams to train around home as well. Your your teams will, they'll tend to sit back more, like rather than they won't be leaving space behind. I think Mallard works best when he's off the last off the, the shoulder, of the last defender. Like that's what he likes. Balls in behind, balls down the side yeah. of centre halves from to run onto and stuff. Um, you know, obviously when you're playing against the smaller teams at home, they're not going to leave that space. But I also <laughs> think as well though that the, probably the midfielders could push maybe 10, 10 yards further forward. Um, and I don't know if it's that they're leaving that gaps to create space for Mata in behind. But I'd be, I don't know what do you call this fucking low block or whatever, this bullshit. But look, a team against Wax for use, push up on them. Don't give them time to come out. Um, and Max Mata still has, you know, 20 to 25 yards to run into. Um, just for me, we're giving these lower these lesser teams too much respect to be honest with you I think we just need to push up we don't I think we I can think, take a little bit of chance uh, you I know, think it also it also could be that the, the midfield they're, they're probably purposely holding, they're probably like trying to leave room for Keenan to play in they're probably not trying to cramp him they're probably trying to leave him that yeah. space in the hole to get onto the ball like which yeah. well, the other thing I'd say Magoo right is when was the last time a midfielder scored oh god knows you know so we can't be relying on uh Aiden Keane every time we get into a hole like bring him yeah. on bringing him on the last day there and have time he effectively played a full game yeah. um, like where are the midfielders where are the midfielders chipping in with goals against these teams they need to step up like and the likes of, you know the likes of Fitzgerald show that he can score some really really good goals same with O'Sullivan but from the centre midfield point of view when was the last time Moran scored a goal when was the last time Cody scored a goal when was the last time Bulger scored a goal Um you know, it's all well and good, but we're living on a bit of a wing and a prayer if you're going to be relying on one or two to get all the goals. That'll dry up sooner rather than later. So we need to be a little bit braver. We need to play a little bit higher. Fine, you're going to play that little bit deeper against the really, really good teams like Motherwell and, and Viking and stuff like that. But we're not playing them every game. We're playing fucking Wexford Utes, UCD, Finn Harps. They're fucking shit. Set pieces, Jerry, as well. Like set pieces oh, need yeah. to be looked at as well because we're not create, creating anything from set pieces at all. In you know, yeah. corner kick, free kicks outside the box. Like you know, you don't see centre halves, you know, uh, scoring goals either. You know, like that. So that that needs yeah. to be addressed. Well, we might as well call it. We might as well call it spade a spade. You know, look, we're not. You know, the midfielders aren't scoring. It's as simple as that. And as you said, Donald, we're not scoring goals from from set pieces. So sooner rather than later. The goals will dry up unless everybody starts chipping in with goals and being a little bit braver and pushing on and breaking into the box and things like that. You know, spade to spade. We, the midfielders need to fucking sort it out. You're not going to score score goals like Shane Blaney scored every week. Well, I think with the set pieces you mentioned there, Donald, like 
we get some amount of set pieces, like corner three kicks, and every time you just think nothing's really going to happen here, you know, like crosses into the box, like corners into the box. You're thinking, like, no, you know, nothing's going to come out of this. No, you, like, like you, you want for this to be aggressive in the box. Like, I mean, John Mahan would have been a good example last season. Although probably didn't score all that many goals, but certainly, like, you knew man's in the box, the chance where he's going to get his head on something and he's going to win his header, or you know, put them under a bit of pressure, like. So, yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing to think, like as you say, Ronan. But no, so many, so many corner kicks, and you're you're just you know, you don't have any expectations. Like often, might be the first man, and the corner's too deep, or whatever, the other kind of way. But it's just it's not enough chances, or not not enough chaos created in the box when we do when we do get a corner. Right, lads, we'll move on now to uh, beer scorecast time. We have a case of the White Hag beer to give away. I think Jerry from the Motherwell game. Yeah, we've two running. Uh, so yeah, we've two cases. So first case goes to JMM. He's on Twitter. I don't know what his his, his real name real name is, but um, he's a Rovers fan. He's because he's got a, an avatar of uh, I think Joey and Doe playing against uh, Shams. And then the second one is uh, Sean Rourke from Alabama. The Sean. Man, Sean. Yeah, yeah. So then, how the hell are we going to get a case of white down to Alabama? But uh, we'll drink. We'll drink it for you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fair play to them. Uh, and again, for Viking on Thursday night, uh, we'll have another two cases. So get your get your your predictions in, and we'll see see where it takes us. Uh, but actually, there was actually quite a few uh, two nils uh, for overs to win there the last day, which was great. Everybody was was pretty pretty positive, so be interesting to see how we fare out against uh, Viking on on Thursday night. In kickoff, six o'clock Irish time. Yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be well, we'll be well scuttled by ten. <laughs> home in the bed. Home in the bed early. <laughs> yeah. Right, lads. We'll move on now to the latest news. I suppose the main news point we could start off with is the senior women's team, Donald. I suppose Thursday was a high, but even again Saturday was another great performance. Uh, uh, it was absolutely fantastic, Ron. And, and like again, just to, as McGill was saying there, like the, the feel good factor on the club, you know, it, it fed onto the pitch there. The the ladies team, there were two goals down against a team that have been in the Champions League, and the courage that they showed to come back and and beat them three two was absolutely fantastic. Um, some serious talent on that side. Um, Emma Doherty, obviously, with the, with her two goals, she's she's I mean, she's a she's a serious finisher. She's I'd say she's probably up there in the the best finishers in that in that ladies league. But then there was um, Amy Boyle Carr. I think that was her debut performance first. She was absolutely fantastic. Pixie O'Hara, uh, she made the the ladies team of the team of the week. Actually, I think there was three or four ladies uh, that that made the the. The, the team of the week and Lauren Bowles as well in midfield she was absolutely fantastic as well but oh, you couldn't fault anything they're absolutely fantastic and they showed great courage and uh, really just accredited themselves accredited the coaches and accredited the club as well fantastic fantastic stuff all together the atmosphere as well just just uh, before uh, yeah. the, last, uh, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic as well it was uh, I think it was uh, was it the the uh, 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 
when Bulbin uh, girls team was uh, they were in the stand and I tell you they got, they got the fairness and they got the place rocking they were they, they were fully committed and they got the whole uh, Tracy Avenue stand going uh, several times during the game and again as, as I said that kind of fed onto the pitch as well and ensured that kind of drove the girls on to, to, uh, to a famous victory and Magoo go on I was just I was just going to continue on the point like the the just the, the character of them to come back from two down against Shells like that's the first time this season Shells have conceded more than one goal in the game like and they they got three and they could have had another two or three like easily by the end of the game they were they had Shells backline in sixes and sevens Emma Doherty did she was just any ball over the top at all and they were scared or shell of her they couldn't handle her at all couldn't handle her. As all such a brilliant, but the whole thing was brilliant. Like it was just that's what I was saying earlier. Just the crest of wave, like it was just unreal when you're watching it. You could, like this is unbelievable. And 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 the first game on TG four for the year, and they're new and they're new set up with the showing the live matches. Like the first game in the showgrounds, good crowd, and a game like that, and and some of the goals, great goals. Like it was just unreal to be honest with you. And it was brilliant. Like it was fully deserved from them. And hopefully now they can kick it off. But not that they've been. As we were saying many of the times, like anything they achieve this year is nearly an overachievement. But like as Donald said, there's some talent in that team. Like they can they really could like this the cup this weekend for them and you never know, like they could it's a sprang a surprise against Bulls. You never know what, what they could to achieve this season. And Jerry, like they've beaten the Rin League champions, they've beaten the Rin Cup champions in Wexford. Like it's they're holding their own so far in the league this season. Yeah, um it was crazy odds on the game. Rovers were 20 to 1 to win the game at home, which is absolutely insane considering that they only lost out to Shells uh, 1 0 in injury time up in, up in Talca. Uh, I had to make an admission I didn't make the game myself because I had to bring herself out for something to eat. Uh, you know, I've been missing a lot over the last few weeks and, and stuff like that. But I was kind of sneaky about it. So brought her down to the railway bar and there was a big TV there. So Unbeknown to herself, I had one eye on the TV watching uh, the the girls. So um, yeah, so um, yeah, it was a brilliant game, and it was. Look, it was no fluke. There was uh, I couldn't believe how well they, they, they played. Like they were much the better team than Chelsea. Much the better team. Uh, the likes of Pixie O'Hara was unbelievable. The wee size were you couldn't get the football offer. Um, so yeah, it was really really good. So um, yeah, so that was my uh, Saturday night. So uh, best of both worlds. I would diminish misses for a bit of grub and uh, football on the TV. So happy days. <laughs> <laughs> and like Donald, going on to that point again, like that you mentioned Pixel O'Hara there and like Emma Doherty and Amy Wilcar, they wouldn't have came through the academy system, but the players are there in the Northwest. You can see it there on Saturday and you've seen it throughout the season, I suppose, as well. Oh, definitely like like there's a couple of those, uh, there's a couple of them from, from Donegal. And like we're giving uh, lady footballers from the whole Northwest great platform to come down here and showcase their their talents. Like, um, like as as Jerry said, I mean the two goals that were conceded, they were from set pieces. The the second goal, uh, shells were. I was it was the second one. I think they're giving a free kick. It was never a free kick. Um, and uh, like. But I haven't said that. Like those the, 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 the ladies that were playing on our team, they did not look one bit out of place against against uh, against the team that's playing in the Champions League. Like like serious serious talent and and like 
know, like ladies' football, it's 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 huge. It's growing all the time, and anybody that has any little interest in it at all, especially after the World Cup and all the, all the hype that went around it, go out, go down to the showground some Saturday and, and have a gander because it's, it'll be well worth your while. It's, it's good. Uh, it's uh, it's it's well worth the five euro entry for you anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. And Magoo, I suppose the, the final point you could make is that there was a World Cup winner on the pitch, but certainly Stiger Rovers looked like World Cup winners on the pitch as well themselves. It did. Well, the world, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like you think of this, that there was a World Cup winner and, and a triple Olympic champion and everything. Like it just goes to show the level that shells are are pitching at compared to, to our girls. Like, but if if you were to walk in off the streets and someone said to the World Cup winner out there, which which pick out which one it is, anybody know we'll be picking one of the Rovers players. Hundred percent, like because like all the best players in the pitch on Saturday were in were in the Rovers jerseys, and um, like it's great it's, for them themselves. Like with all the teams, the crowd there uh, in front of the cameras, but even playing against the caliber of player they're playing against to 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 do what they're doing and then know they can do. It. Like the confidence now to do a game from now for the rest of the season would be huge for them. And like in fairness, you have to. Like I think Steve and, and all the staff as well have to get huge credit for the for the work they're putting in, like and the character that they have instilled in the girls and the belief. And like you know, for a team that was thrown together to start the season, to, to have that belief in them already that like, you go two down at home to shells in front of a live TV audience and you don't wilt and you don't buckle and you're not overawed by it and you just take it as a challenge and roll up your sleeves and that's what's done and it was it was just brilliant it was brilliant to watch I really enjoyed it I think with uh, with them and Doherty and Nathan Keane we probably have the best two finishers in, in, in both leagues I reckon I know the two of them are, were absolutely lethal the two of them yeah we're, we're very very lucky to moment yeah, with, with Firepower up front Right uh, just a bit more news to bring you I suppose is that the uh, the Viking game will be shown on the Big screen at Stephen Street Car Park this Thursday. Uh, just message came in there that gates will open at 4 p.m. The match is at 6 p.m. But uh, yeah, so gate there, Stephen Street Car Park, big screen. And if you're on Sligo, if you're in Dublin, the Barber's Bar in Stony Batter will be also showing the game. Uh, the Dublin Supporters Club have combined there with the Barber's Bar. And there'll be white hag on tap. There'll be food available and a 50-inch screen. And if you're interested in going, uh, just email the Dublin Supporters Club and just let them know you'd be interested in going because they are looking to plan numbers. As well as that, then, uh, Forza Rovers are also organising a bus to the St. Pat's game on August 14th. Uh, I saw earlier on that Ryan Matthews is taking bookings for that. So if you find Ryan... On Twitter, you can just DM in there, I'm sure. And uh, you'll be able to book your seat on the bus. The seats are already gone. <laughs> and I suppose the final bit of news, lads, is that we saw on Sunday that, well, this weekend, the weekend just gone, that tickets were on sale for the Viking home game. Now, there's been a bit of talk on social media about it. Um, Magoo, I suppose, like, Hasn't been like you know the club couldn't really the club did all they could really to accommodate the fans for the game. Yeah, I, like I said, like we all sort of talk on social media and, and giving out like and look, it's 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 unfortunate. Like there is genuine fans who didn't get tickets, and uh, and like 
and that is a balls like it's like you, you want all the genuine fans like to be at occasions like this because you know when when you're turning up when we fifteen hundred at home to UCD and stuff like that, they're the lads that are there is the ones who you want. They're the boys that are there. They're the ones who deserve to be there. Like so, but in regards to the club, like there's nothing. I don't think it's anything more the club could have done. I think they had a short spirit period of time to get the tickets out. And like you have to remember, all these these games and fixtures are quick turnarounds. You've only a week in between games to get things sorted and done and allocations and all that kind of stuff. Get everybody sorted. Like, yeah, maybe everything wasn't done 100% right, but I don't think anything was done wrong. Like, they didn't do anything wrong. They put out the tickets, season ticket holders first, which is right. I think they deserve, and 500 club members, they deserve to have the the, the first crack at the whip. Um, and then after that, then whatever's left is for, like, obviously, the, the problem was there, was there was people reusing season tickets and stuff like that, and uh, that's where the issue came. So I don't think you can put the blame on the club over that one, to be honest with you. And Donald, I suppose a positive though is that the game will be taking place in the showgrounds. Like we see the club has got a a degradation from UEFA to host the game at the showgrounds. I that's absolutely huge, Ronan. Like in fairness, you know, I, I I saw one or two people giving out that the the, the ticket price has gone up to twenty five euro as well. But like you've taken into consideration, if if the club didn't get that, we'd all be heading to Tala or or. Uh, to Dublin anyway or it would be good spin up the road so like in fairness the extra five euros is a small price to pay and to have it here and hopefully to have an atmosphere similar to what we had last Thursday night uh, you can't put a price in that and with the help of God we'll have a shout going into the second leg and if we do with the crowd behind us you know like it's 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 we will be it should be like a 12th man for the uh, for the second leg, so yeah, it's, it was great achievement to get to, to get to the second leg at home. Yeah, and Jerry, um, a couple of things. Just uh, talking to Thomas Federer, I actually seen he put a post up on Twitter, and it's he lives in Swindon, and it's twenty five pounds starting for a League Two game at Swindon Town. So the twenty five euro, I think, uh, look. We've done well to keep it at that price considering the game is, is going ahead in Sligo. So um, the second thing then is uh, I I was more annoyed about... I was less annoyed about the result on Sunday, more annoyed about the way some people uh, behaved and treated volunteers of the club where they received, you know, uh, verbal abuse. To, and that's not been over strong by saying that um, you know and as the lads said there look the club tried to do everything they could uh, in the best way that they could in such a short space of time um, and look the simple fact is the likes of season tickets and that were abused there were, and several people told me that they, they'd done it like one guy come up on Sunday and said to me oh the club were disgraced by the handle it and the fellow beside him says try give me season ticket away four times so we done ourselves, you know, maybe it was done out of niceness and politeness and all that, but it undermines and the, the system that, that was there in place. Of course, it's not 100%, uh, you know, um, it's not 100% system because we're not used to dealing with this. We're not in this position where we have to do a quick turnaround with so little tickets and such a high demand and... Um, it could, you know, to be honest with you, it could be a long time before we have this problem again. 
Um, and it breaks my heart to see fellas that go to the games every single week not end up with tickets. But, you know, I think we all have to take a, a bit of responsibility in that regard. But, look, I know those lads too. They'll be back when we're playing UCD the following week. And, um, yeah, look, there's lessons to be learned from everybody. Um, not ideal, but, look, we it is what it is. And I'm just going to look forward to the game now on Thursday night. Um and just enjoy it for what it is. And look, these are the good times. We've had enough of the shit times. We've had more shit times than good times. So, you know, I encourage everybody, get out there, you know, wherever you are on Thursday night, cheer on the team, enjoy it for what it is. Um, you know, they're great times. And if you have a ticket then for the following Thursday night, you know, enjoy it again and uh, just get behind the team and, to the people that didn't get the tickets, you know, as I said, it breaks my heart and just hopefully they, they stick with us and, you know, everybody can learn lessons for hopefully the next time around and hopefully it won't be too long. And Donald, moving on now to Thursday, the final part of this week's episode. Um, I suppose the starting lineup for Thursday, will we say a similar starting lineup we've seen in previous European away legs so far this season, do you think? It's it's hard to see it's hard to see him change, um, especially given the lineup that was uh, was put out on 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 Sunday night against Wexford. Um, so you'd imagine it'll be the same back for uh, Blaney Buckley, the, um, Lewis Banks, and Banks. It's great to see Banks. He, he he's back in form again, and uh, he's playing some great stuff. So uh, it's great to see him back firing in all centres. But uh, certainly the back four. It wouldn't seem changing it. Um, midfield, same thing as well. Like O'Sullivan and Fitzgerald, you couldn't drop them either. Um, and obviously Keane up front, um, more than McDonald and probably Cawley. I don't know. Maybe I'd say that's the kind of lineup you'd be looking at. Anyway, I would think. Uh, and just sit in. Um, and just I suppose not try to try not to get. Uh, uh, try not to over expand ourselves. Maybe. It, it keep the game competitive and maybe trying to hit them on the break. I said that's that that would be the tactics I'd imagine we'd be looking at uh, away from home anyway to to Viking. And Magoo, yeah, I think just the same. I, I think uh, keep it tight. If we if, if we can keep it tight in defence, uh, and and limit them chances, we we have the ace in the pack in 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 Kena, like you know in all in all. As, as Jerry was just touching on earlier with, with the lack of goals from other areas, but if you see all our result, big results this season, the way to Pats, uh, the Shells games, the Harps games, Bala, Motherwell home and away, like Kena is the man to, he's the difference maker, like he's the one that's, that's, that makes a difference to us. So if we can keep it tight and um, like we're never going to dominate possession against the better sides, we just don't have the players. Um, so, I would be agreeing with Donald just playing on the break. And um, I think uh, Keane be, will be vital. But also, I think Fitzgerald's the last couple of weeks has really come into his own. He's been playing great stuff the last couple of weeks. His running with the ball is uh, in these games is, is like it. I don't think you can underestimate like, it, him carrying the ball that 50, 60 yards, the relieving of pressure uh, when you're under it. And 
getting us so far up the pitch. I don't underestimate how how big that can be. And I think if he if he plays well as well on uh, Thursday night, not only shift uh, out of possession but but in possession as well, I think that'll be huge for us as well. And also the new lad, I think I don't think he'll start now. But the glimpse we saw of him the other night, like I think he looks like a lad who could uh, control the tempo of a game. Like and seem you know he seems to. Be a nice tight little player, always wanting possession and stuff like that. Like I think, I haven't, I haven't seen, we haven't seen the other fellow obviously uh, the box from Leipzig, but um, Bruton. I think uh, having someone like that, then you know who come on if we are in a position that we have something to hold on to, someone who can hold on to the ball and find the pass. I think um, he could have a, a big part to play as well. And Jerry, I suppose Magoo uh, mentioned there the new signer Robbie Burton. Um, he looks like a fellow as well that I suppose YouTube scouting you could say he's not afraid to get forward and create chances as well you mentioned as you were mentioning earlier on the podcast about looking for midfielders to score goals yeah I don't know a lot about the guy but um, he looks like a kind of a a fellow that's going to win the ball high up the pitch uh, and kind of that press um, and look to create opportunities from there but uh, I suppose going back to the tactics, um, probably the tactics that I would use would be, you know, that John Smith's ads with Peter Kay. <laughs> Just boot the fucking ball out off the pitch every time you get it. Just absolutely hammer it out. Don't, don't apologise for it either. Like. I know. Seriously, uh, look, just the exact same as what we've done against Motherwell, to be honest, away from home. The carbon copy. The template is there, just go and do it. And it's all I think it's gonna come down to look these these fellas aren't much better than Motherwell. Like his boys is they're no better. Um and it's just about that mentality and uh we look we can do it, absolutely no problem. And Donald, um I suppose we can finish off with no, we'll finish off, I don't know. Um what to say? Um, two nil to the Rovers. Two nil Rovers. Nah, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. <laughs> um, one all though. One all. I don't know. Um, I think. Uh, I think I'll go for the the nil nil draw again. Actually, nil nil draw again. They're after a they they. I think they sold their their leading goal scorer their wing score. Um, so maybe they might be. I, I suppose giving us the kiss of that now, but. Might be a little bit blunt up front, maybe I don't know. Um, uh, so hopefully they are, but we'll soon find out. Magoo. No, I know. And when when you asked us last week again uh-huh. for the Motherwell game, Motherwell game, I I didn't want to, cause I didn't want to put the jinx on us. So me being super superstitious, I'm not going to this thing either. And just don't wear the red top. Yeah, I no, I have, I have a different one. I have the one that I wore for the two. I have the one I wore for the two Motherwell games. If, it, if anyone sees Magoo wearing a red top, we're going to slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the other one I have is a red top too. So no. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> just give him a slap anyways. <laughs> slap him anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not hit me a slap in general. Like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-1 to Viking. Fuck you. Yeah. Take that, though. We take that. I think. I think it, as as long as the tie is still alive, coming. That's. I think that's vitally important. Yeah. That's that we have to keep the tie alive. Um, and then like, 
obviously the first first twenty minutes, half an hour of any game is important. But you know, keep just keep the. Anybody know what the stadium is like or what the pitch is? Is it Ronan might uh, hold on a second, Miguel. Ronan might be alive with those shit predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are people giving me a slap and other fellas are going around saying stuff like this? For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, the stadium looks class. I've seen a couple of pictures. Actually, yeah, yeah. Fucking massive. Is it? Yeah. Would they, would they, did they get much of a crowd like? or? Uh, I have no clue. They don't fill the stadium anyways. I don't, from the photographs I could see, like, It'd be handy if it was an old sparse crowd and not much of an atmosphere and stuff like that, wouldn't it? It'd be just yeah. Then they bring, bring them back to our place and you're like the crowd is literally on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Has it, is it artificial or? I think it's grass pitch. I think it's grass pitch. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Right, lads. Just before we go, yeah, go on. Just uh, the five hundred club. Uh, we've had a great reaction to it. Um, so if anybody's kind of sitting on the fence there just we nudge again just to if you could sign up we'd really really appreciate it from becoming a member of the club like for five euros a week um, I think it's you know it's 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 the, it's our future I suppose you know like we're not going to be in Europe every year and and it's not it's like as I sent to you same before it's not about the money it's just more about a membership and getting stronger and I suppose we kind of re- Oh, shit, reinvigorating it. Um, so yeah, so just a, another appeal. And uh, I waited how long are we are now, must be on about an hour, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we waited an hour to say that, like, so biting the table here. You can still buy tickets for the annual draw as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Right, lads, thanks, Donald. Thanks, Ronan. Thanks, Magoo. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, boys. Thank you, jury. Cheers, Ro. And I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. this day.